welcome to the in conclusion i'm your host jose aka the truth and we are back for another podcast episode today's episode is entitled systemic racism in dominica whitney melinard speaks for the carinago territory on june 8th 2020 i was forwarded a video with a simple caption and a call to action the caption simply read jose exclamation mark this was the only description i got before viewing the video what i saw was a passionate well-spoken young woman using her voice intentionally whitney melinard as she introduced herself shook the commonwealth of dominica with a three minute long video which included words and phrases such as kalinago economic challenges and perhaps the biggest bombshell, the phrase implicit systemic racism. The video has since gone viral and garnered the attention of multiple local news outlets to include Dominica News Online, The Chronicle newspaper, among others. As inspiring as Whitney's tenacity was, it was met with some hostility as Education Minister Octavia Alfred said in a press conference on Tuesday, June 9th, 2020, and I quote, this is not true. I am Whitney Millinoff. I'm from the Kalinago Territory and I attended the Maha River Primary School, the Sinical Primary School and the Castle Secondary. Now, I am not one to use elaborate words to describe myself. That's just me. However, I am a member of the Pathfinder Club. Mm-hmm. That's the Pathfinder Club in Maho River, the Kalinago Territory. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a worldwide club. Um, I graduated from the Casper Secondary in 2018. Mm-hmm. I did nine subjects all of which I passed. I am proud to say that. Great. Congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. And I am currently at Lead Institute where I am majoring in law. Tell us the overview of the the video that has since gone viral. So what really was your intention? What message were you trying to relay when you made the video? Okay, the video was really about the lack of internet in the entire Salibia constituency, mm-hmm. except for hotspots in the primary school. And plain and simple, what I hope to accomplish was to bring attention to that and hope that something, in hopes that something can be done about it. I think what, what you did is a really unique display of leadership. So on your own, without, you know, an organization behind you, you just decided this is how you were going to take action. Yes. That is very inspiring. And just so, uh, we, how old are you, if I may, may ask? I am 19. Really? Yes, I am. So, <laughs> were you surprised by the reaction that, you know, the video got? Not really. You? No, I was not. You kind of prepared that it would go viral and everybody would be talking about it? Well, not exactly viral, yeah. <laughs> but I did know it was going to get attention. I mean, it's a small country, yeah. and I think my cause, what I was speaking of, what I was speaking about, it was important enough. I knew it was important to me and to the Kalinago territory, so I expected the attention. So I th- and in the video too, 
when we're talking about Wi-Fi, if you say, oh, I don't have Wi-Fi, that's on the surface, it sounds pretty trivial. But in 2006, a report from the Human Rights Council of the United Nations General Assembly declared access to the Internet as a basic human right, which is often called the right to broadband or freedom to connect. The United Nations also condemned the intentional disruption of Internet access by governments. What are your views on the importance of Internet access? Well, I think we all know that Internet access is very important to everyday life activities. It gives us a limitless space where people have unlimited amount of information at their disposal. Correct, it also yeah. facilitates connectivity, you know, and communication, something that we as human beings need. And as a result, I think it is important, especially to me and my people, mm-hmm. for the students particularly, so that they are able to do their research on any subject so, so and propel at school. In essence, you would agree with the United Nations to say that access to the internet is a basic human right, like food, water, Absolutely. shelter. So it is your belief currently in Dominica that members of the Kalinago territory are being robbed of their basic human rights? To some extent. because although there are hotspots and the ministry has mentioned that numerous times Mm -hmm. there are hotspots at the primary schools and due to social distancing not a lot of students can access it at one time Mm -hmm. and also due to the cost some students are not able to take advantage of um, the data packages and the routers with data limits it is expensive. Like I can imagine. And so the lack of internet access could have a negative impact on students in an academic setting, as you mentioned in the original video. However, yes. we have seen that students from the Kalinago territory excel academically. How do you explain this seemingly apparent contradiction? Well, I believe the soft success rate or the percentage of students who excel must be compared against the percentage of students who do not Mm. perform as well to Uh. make that comparison. So does that question imply that we should be satisfied with the small percentage of students who do exceptionally well versus the larger percentage who perform on average? But what is that percentage? I think that would be the next, you know, question. Who has access to that data that would say of 100% of students in the Kalinago territory who attend secondary school, 40% perform in the top 1% as opposed to 60% that might perform on um, average. So it would be the Ministry of Education who yes. would have that raw data and as as we mentioned in the intro, the Minister of Education is saying that the lack of internet access is not affecting students negatively in an academic setting. So I think the question then is, why is it your feeling that that is in fact the case when members of the Ministry of Education who have access to that raw data are saying otherwise? I am not exactly sure what that minister intended when she made that statement right but it is fact that it is affecting students i have mentioned that i met a student i think just last week who simply is not studying 
Right. So it does affect them. And remember that Hurricane Maria happened in 2017. We are in 2020. Mm-hmm. So for almost over two years, that community has been using data packages mm-hmm. for an extended period of time. It's not every time that you can get a package. Sometimes they cannot afford it. It finishes before um, its its duration. So there are a lot of things to consider. And to answer that question, you know, myself, I would say I don't think that is a contradiction at all. Because I think uh, when persons are able to perform exceptionally wi- exceptionally well despite their challenges i think they should be rewarded rather than using that as an argument against the difficulties that they have had to endure Correct. so okay now this is like the nitty-gritty of the discussion <laughs> you use the phrase implicit systemic racism can you explain further what you meant by that Okay, implicit means suggested and not directly expressed. So I think implicit systemic racism would mean the decision criteria in the case of telecommunication companies, even if they are based on economic returns, places a group of people at a disadvantage due to the lack of service. Now, as I stated in my response, it is up to the service providers to prove that my suggestion is false. And do you think that the Cal- that the Kalinago territory is in fact a victim of implicit systemic racism? Like I said, that is for them <laughs> to answer. So, so your position is you're suggesting that perhaps yes. And I yes to 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 play devil's advocate, I would also say that you know there could be other reasons why the Kalinago territory is without Wi-Fi access. I know in your original video, you mentioned the surrounding communities have um, internet access, whereas the one in the middle doesn't. It kind of seems pretty intentional, and I would have to agree. However, we have to consider other examples, for example, geographic location. Is it something about the geography in the Kalinago territory that makes it perhaps more difficult to to provide internet access or maybe the infrastructure you know maybe hurricane maria um destroyed most of the infrastructure in the kalinago territory as compared to the surrounding communities and so that's why they are a bit of a disadvantage what would you say to those arguments that kind of say it's not systemic racism it could be a plethora of other reasons I understand that it could be other reasons. Um, There are various possibilities. However, what I am saying is, even if the infrastructure may be expensive, there is the geographical location to take into account. It's been almost two years. More could have been done. And as you can see, my video, it brought attention to the issue, right? Mm -hmm, Over a short span of time, over a very short span of time. There are discussions going on right now to rectify the issue. So what if that could have been done earlier? Maybe not exactly two years ago, because as you said, there are other things to take into account. However, what I'm saying is more could have been done. And I agree. This is the part of of the discussion, I think, that really captured my interest 
on on social media so i i agree that the Kalinago territory not having access to Wi-Fi is indeed a problem. And I think that was your main goal for uh, the video. But I think something else happened as a result. This discussion about racism in Dominica against members of the Kalinago territory. Could you speak a little bit more about mm -hmm. that on like a social aspect outside of the Wi-Fi situation? Like, is there an issue with racism in Dominica against persons of Kalinago descent? I would personally, I would say yes. Yeah. Um, the chief made a statement recently where he said that was not the issue or that there has been a reduction in racism against the Kalinago, but I think that still means there is racism. Right. And if there's a reduction, that means we were starting at a, a higher point. So I think it's interesting and perhaps the international climate against racism has caused people back home in Dominica to have that necessary conversation about whether or not there is racism against members of Kalinago descent. It has been almost three years since Hurricane Maria. And I think the question is, who is to blame for the lack of Wi-Fi in the Kalinago territory? Is it the telecommunications providers? the government, the people, or perhaps a combination of all three? I think it's a combination of all three. How would you allocate blame? Well, I place blame on my people because they should have been able to advocate mm -hmm. for their needs on on their behalf and for their communities. Right, I agree. I also believe it's it's the government's responsibility to take care of to take care of its people. The right. companies they also have a social obligation to meet. Agreed. So it's all free. And your video has since been politicized, which I'm not sure. Were you prepared for that? Yes. Yes, I was. <laughs> so um, how do you feel about the politicization of your, of your views? To be honest, I feel indifferent because I expected it. Mm -hmm. And that is because I know that economics and politics are inseparable. Yes, Everything yes. we do throughout our lifespan have political consequences, even if we know it or not. And do you have any ambitions in politics? No. None? As of right now, as of right now, <laughs> as of right now, no. Well, I would definitely say you have the voice for it and if at 19 this is the type of leadership that you're taking up i think you you definitely have a future in politics especially politics in dominica you know you rally the oh, country politics <laughs> politics in dominica now that is something to take on <laughs> exactly perhaps we can have that discussion too you know talk about you know the pros and cons of going into politics in your own home country so in your video, you said, and I quote, I believe we should be able to independently advocate for change and not rely on our leaders. Could you explain further? Yes. I said that we should not depend solely or only on elected leaders mm -hmm. to effect change. Because I think we have the capacity to advocate for change that we desire. Mm -hmm. Currently, there are, I think, 106 million young people between the ages of 15 to 25 living in Latin America and the Caribbean, which makes up 
20% of the total population. Mm -hmm. In Kalinago territory, we have a very youthful population. Moreover, we have the highest number of university graduates per capita. Hence, we have the skills we do to advocate for the things we need. I love personally, you know, leadership and to see young people take up leadership. But I am of the of the belief that you elect leaders, specifically political leaders, to be your advocate. So I think as a people, the change should go. The people have an issue and you like what you do. They take initiative and they communicate that to their leaders. And it is then the leader's responsibility to see, you know, it come to fruition. Again, I did not say we should not depend on the leaders because really that is what they are supposed to do. As I said, I said we should not depend solely, Solely. Mm -hmm. solely on elected leaders. Yes, they have an obligation to do something. They should do something. The people are to come to them with their issues and they take it up. But that does not mean we should become dependent on someone to speak on our behalf all the time. Correct. Especially when we do not see progress. And are you, have you been in contact with any of your leaders before you put the videos up, the video out? The issue has been brought to the leaders, I will say that. (laughs) they are aware of the issue what was the emotional state that you were in when you put that video okay um i did mention again in my video that my friends and my family members have been uh, complaining about the lack of Mm wi-fi in the kalinago territory Mm -hmm. and my mother and i we moved out of the kalinago territory so that we both have unlimited access to the internet for our studies and we did that in October Mm -hmm. so with exams coming up I wanted to go back home to be surrounded with family you know for support I agree so that I can because um keep exam is coming up it's a big exam so I needed that emotional support but with everything taking everything into consideration that was not very reasonable so you mentioned that you intend to send letters to the service provider is there any status update? Yes, I have had discussions with both companies mm-hmm. and they are both willing to help rectify the situation, you know, to do something. If they, we cannot get the, the structure up there as yet mm-hmm. to have the Wi-Fi, they are willing to do what they can to, to help. You haven't achieved success yet, but you are on the way to achieving success. Yes. Which is amazing. Yes. How does that feel? It, it, felt, it felt good. I felt like I did something to help my people mm-hmm. and I am seeing progress that um, I did not just believe for studies and I forgot my people. So that is not the case. I feel, I feel great that I have done something. Mm-hmm. And that it is getting the attention it deserves. So what's next for you? Well, the future is unclear. <laughs> I am <laughs> I am sure there are many leaders who have started as young as I am. And they were not able to reach their full potential. Mm-hmm. Due to either lack of resources or support. However, I am determined to advocate on behalf of my people. To continue to do that. Well, I am in awe. <laughs> honest. I am in awe. I am inspired by you as a person. I really 
support young women and I support you so very much in this space of leadership and especially although you know you say you have no intentions right now but I think you are being pushed in a political space that I would I love to see young people in particularly young women and I'm not sure if you thought about this but maybe this is an opportunity to start something bigger maybe a foundation or maybe an advocacy group so that today it's about the lack of wi-fi and perhaps systemic racism in the Kalinago territory tomorrow it could be your advocacy for social racism in the Kalinago territory or perhaps educational indifferences in the Kalinago territory and kind of continue that trajectory mm-hmm. right now it is up to those with much more authority than I do to take action and do what they needed to do. Thank you so very much for listening to the In Conclusion. And thank you so very much, Whitney, for agreeing to get on the podcast.